Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! very much, Prince. I'm Cam Stewart. This is Weekend Fantasy Update, joined by our good friend, George Kurtz, Long Island Rage. We're going to go through the sports board today. We got some betting on the ice. We got college basketball, NBA basketball, DFS lineups. And George, we did pretty well yesterday giving people some uh, winners on the ice DFS style. But unfortunately, the Winnipeg Jets, they took one uh, in the behind for us, hurting a lot of our parlays. That sucked. That did. I mean, pretty much after the show ended, everything went downhill, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were, were, on, w took, we were on air. <laughs> Phil W took care of business. We won the over there. We won the uh, the, the uh, minus a goal and a half. They they killed Anaheim. Anaheim, but bet against Anaheim, folks. They, they've given up. They they've cashed it in. They're done. They're waiting for next season. Uh, so I'll, I'll be picking against Anaheim all year. But I think everything else would. I don't know if I won another bet last night. Not only did Winnipeg lay an egg again, but Dallas lost as well to uh, Arizona Calgary. and Calgary. Yeah, thank God. I think I because I bet more money on the Philadelphia side than anything else. I think the whole night ended up being a wash, pretty much a couple of bucks here and there, but nothing, uh, nothing I care about. But uh, yeah, and, you know, it didn't get any better for me when I went out last night. I did. I told you I went out to my niece's last night to have a little dinner, uh, celebrate her. Uh, you, she's I was all end. excited. I was like, King George has got a little money. He's got DFS monies in his pocket. You know, you get to treat the kids, uh, upgrade from Chuck E. Cheese. You know, you're feeling like a winner. <laughs> Tell me what happened. You know, we go out to, uh, to dinner, and uh, I should have known. I mean, my niece is 23. Her boyfriend's, I don't know, 24, 25. But her boyfriend's Italian. You, you would think he would know a good Italian place. It's out in Queens. All right? So it's about an hour away. But it's out in Queens. Queens, good, good Italian places. As soon as I heard the name of the place, and I don't remember it offhand, but it wasn't an Italian name. You know, it was like J&D's or something like that. I'm like, oh, this, this may yeah, not be good. No. This may not be good. <laughs> this may be a problem here. And uh, it, it was like, oh. Let's say average at best, you know, and then they, they screwed up a couple of orders and then they take us to some place that apparently is a uh, very good with desserts. And it must be because, man, we got there about 11, 1130 and it's an hour wait at 1130 at night. And this is this is Queens, not the city here. But uh, listen, the desserts were good, but they screwed up orders there. We didn't eat there. We took so rather than wait the hour. We, we uh, you know, ordered out and took it back to their place and they forgot my youngest daughter's cupcake. So I had to give her my dessert. I didn't even get dessert. After all this, so uh, it was a rough evening. Like I said, it went after our show. It went downhill real quick. Yeah. Well, as long as we give winners on the air, and then that stuff happens afterwards, I think that's good. But uh, yeah, it would have been 
a, a lot nicer, I could tell you too. Yeah, same here. I found uh, my girlfriend. I'll give her a lot of credit. She's not one of those uh, ladies who like needs to go five star all the time. And I pick her up from uh, the, the the train station after we're done the show, and uh, she understands me, uh, George, which I like. She's like, you know what, uh, Bear? Let's go watch. Uh, you know, I know you probably want to watch the golf and some afternoon hockey. Let's just go to Chuck's Roadhouse. You know, it's like a local uh, tavern, like inside a mall. I go, great. You can. Have, I'm driving. You can have some vodka. You know, I'll, I'll I'll have a. I'll tell you this restaurant, buddy. They have a. They have specials: steak, steak, onion rings for like fourteen bucks. Like a big, big juicy one too. I had a burger and fries for seven bucks. It's cheaper than McDonald's. Like this place is unbelievable. It's like going in a time warp because a lot of these places they rip off people. You know, when you go out for like chicken wings, it's like twenty dollars a pound now. This place is kind of like eh, they put the brakes on. I said enough is enough. We're gonna help the people, and they got the games on. So that was good too. But then yeah, you said it. When I came home, other than the Leafs and Sharks, there was a lot of uh, trouble on the uh, on the ice last night. But hopefully we got hey we got some more action this afternoon. George, we'll go over those games. Our DFS numbers are really good. Our lineup was great with the Flyers stacked there. So winning a few bucks. Hopefully we can win the listeners some more money there. And uh, you know, busy busy Sunday, and we're leading up. We just talked to uh, your boy, the King uh, Scott Angle and Galena. There, they're going to go over some pitchers and catchers. I know you're fired up about baseball too. It's right around the corner. So as we progress this weekend and weekends further, closer and closer, we're getting closer to the baseball. And that's uh, good news for you because I know uh, you love hockey, but you love your baseball too there, George. Absolutely. Gearing up for my drafts that are coming up uh, probably more in March into February, but I will have a, uh, a February draft there too. And uh, yeah, it's, it's baseball season. For me, that's, that's really what it is here. Hockey's, uh, you know, my, my teams are set in hockey. And, when, and my home league, I had to trade out. Had to trade out. Things just haven't gone well. Mainly because I didn't have a first round pick this year. That's that kind of league. I traded it away, uh, traded it away last year to win last year. So uh, that's, uh, you know, the compromise you'll make. You win, you give up anything you have to to win a championship. As they say, flags fly forever. No one remembers second place and uh, this year just didn't go my way so i had to trade out for draft picks for next season now you got to do what you got to do it's kind of like your franchise if you have a chance to win now you win now and you don't you worry about things a, a little bit down the line we'll go over uh, the spreads and uh, the lines and everything there george uh, did you get a chance to watch the alliance of american football all flipping the channels or anything i know you're out last night any highlights or it was that kind of interesting lots of unders there these uh, offenses don't look like they're very very equipped to score a lot of points right now a lot of three and outs the defenses look better i was kind of flipping around between the leafs canadians game and the football and i one thing i noticed is uh, if they're going to post totals over 50, I think I'm going to keep digging with the under. Well, you know, I, I watched a little bit of it mainly because my niece's boyfriend was watching, so uh, I wouldn't, I wasn't going to impose at their house to watch the games, but he was watching, so it made it uh, easier for me. Uh, but, you know, I really didn't care about the game itself. I cared about some of the rules they were going for here because I'm wondering if they're going to try and implement yeah. them to the NFL. You know, and that uh, the kickoff rule, especially the onside kick rule, what they're going to do. Where uh, I don't remember the, all the details, but I know you're going to get the ball at what your own 28-yard line, fourth and 12, one shot to make it. And that'll be, you know, if you make it, great. You keep the ball. If not, well, then you, I guess technically you didn't get the onside kick. You know, yeah. this season, uh, or, they, or the last couple of seasons, onside kicks, they're converted at about a 4% rate. It seems to me 4th and 12 would be a better, would be a better rate than that. Than at oh, a one death, in 20, yeah. Right, 1 in 25 chance. So I'm surprised they made it that easy. You know, it's 4th and 12 and not something like maybe 4th and 17. You know, 4th you know and though, 19. 
George, I'm, I'm one of those guys, and I'm not a barbarian, but I do like I do like physical sports, and I'm not going to lie about it. Like we played hockey, and trust me, I, I told you the story. You're an Islander fan. Like when I was younger, I got beat up by like one of the biggest, tallest guys in the league, Eric Karens, who used to play for the Panthers and Islanders when I was a teenager. The guy absolutely mauled me, but that's life. That's what happens when you when you when you play these sports. It kind of disappoints me. This is a point that I'm trying to make. I know they they talk about player safety, but now in a game, at least when there was an onside kick before. I felt like I had a chance to maybe get a bad bounce off a guy's leg, his head, or a body part and recover and have a chance. Now I'm starting to think, you know what? I really don't have much of a chance if your team's down. We don't see the Green Bay, remember the Seattle Green Bay playoff game, the miracle comebacks and stuff like that, and successful onside kicks to lead to points. It's like eventually we're just not going to have any type of kicking in the game because they don't want players getting hurt. I kind of like it the old way, but, uh, you know, that's I guess people say that's a barbarian approach, but I just don't like the fact that we're not going to see that type of excitement anymore, you know? Listen, I get what the uh, what sports at like the NFL and the NHL are trying to do. I, I get it. I do understand. You don't want to get rid of the head hits and all that. And I don't want to sound like an ass, Cam, and say, "Well, you know, this is what no, they paid I, to I, do." I, I sound like an ass because I, I love contact. Right? They make yeah, a lot I mean, of money. I, I do too. I mean, uh, but some of the rules I, I've uh, they go too far. I understand you want to legislate some of it out, but you know, football and hockey, really more hockey than anything else, it's very fast paced. These guys are on skates, and they're skating, you know, like the wind here. And to say to avoid all these head hits, some of them are unavoidable, especially when, what is the natural human reaction when you see someone coming to hit you? It's to duck down. Duck. Right? Exactly. Right. Get, get into that ball. So you're going to get hit in the head then because you're ducking down now. The defender may have been aiming at your chest, at your shoulders, your sternum, whatever it might be. But when you duck down, now that aim becomes your head. And there's nothing he can do about it because you're talking split seconds here. You're not talking one, two, three seconds. You're talking about half a second, quarter of a second, can't make that adjustment. That's my problem, and that's what I don't think the uh, the uppity uh, the uppity ups. You know the like, um, I mean you want to say, you want to call it the commissioner Bettman and Goodell maybe, but the upper guys I don't think they take that into effect. That they couldn't have avoided those hits. Some can be. Don't get me wrong. Some hits are certainly dirty. That they could have been avoided. The guys did it anyway. But some can't be. It's part of the game. You can't legislate all of these hits out. And I do miss the onside kick. And they've done so many rules. You know, when I had that five guys on each side, you can't take a running start. Da 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 da. You know, it's just that they've legislated a lot of the fun out of the game. And I know some people. And by some people, I don't mean uh, you know. My 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 buddy who's drunk down the road. I'm talking about people in the uh, industry, even uh, uh, even more reality than fantasy, who think that the NFL. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna change drastically over the next 15, 20 years because there'll be more lawsuits about these injuries, and that the game will have to change, and even more physicality will be t- uh, taken out of. I'm not calling it a two hand touch, but some people believe it's heading in that direction. Oh, I do. I, I Yeah, like flag football, too, and touch. It feels like it's going to be that way, but you know what? I don't want it to go that way. It's something in life, though, George. It's one of those things, and I talked to Marenzi about it on our show. My brother used to work on a crab boat, and when you make $500 an hour, it's something called, you know, like danger pay. Uh, undersea welders, you know, they can make 1000 Like When you go to a job where there's a risk and you're making tons and tons of money, that is part of the pay structure. You're not making 10, 15 bucks an hour bagging groceries or doing anything like that. You're playing a dangerous game where you could get hit. Things in your life can change. And you know what I mean? And that's, to me, that's part of it. I'm not advocating, you know, hitting people in the head or whatever, but good, clean contact. It's part of life. And I would like to see the, that's the problem with today's uh, society. We talk about a wussified society. Well, you know what? If you ever, everything's two hand touch. Hell, I remember in hockey when we were in peewee and stuff like that, when we learned how to lean against the boards and take a hit, the problem was 
you know what I mean? When you didn't learn how to do it properly, there was more injuries before the contact because guys didn't know how to hit a guy properly, how to t- how to lean against the boards, let him go off, all that other type of thing. So I think they just go a little bit too far. I'm not really down with it. And you know what I mean? Call me a barbarian. I really don't care. That's why you make millions and millions of dollars. There's an element of, uh, you know, physicality and you could get hurt. That's life. I, listen, I, I agree with you. I, you know, you hate the sound of it, but you are paid for. No, this. I don't. I, it's, you know? Yeah, it's like you, when you're making fifty million dollars a year, you could get hurt. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's that's like a regular job. When a job is dangerous, like my brother's on a crab boat. Like he told me, you could die. Like he, it's one of those things. Like if the waters come up and you know things are happening, guys get hurt. You could die. You could go over the edge. That's why you're making like five hundred thousand. Like you can make crazy amounts of money, like four four thousand bucks a day. Well, you take your life into your hands. That's the risk that you take. You don't have to sign up for that job. Somebody else can do it. You know what I'm saying? So I just think one of the we pay these guys in sports. I don't. I'm not advocating hurting people, but I'm just saying please don't go to two hand touch. Please don't make hockey like that where you can't hit anybody anymore and calling penalties when you barely touch a guy. It really, really bothers me. And uh, we're grown men here. But anyway, well, that's my take, George. I, I, I am Cam the Barbarian, and uh, you know I'm putting my foot down. I stick with it. Listen, I, I'm, I'm there with you. I think what, what comes to me is uh, I understand the older players. And this, you know, they, they weren't making a ton of money. But, I, but even then, what, what, you're surprised that getting hit by other human beings 40 times a, a Sunday is bad for you? I mean, really? You needed someone, oh, what, what? This leads to concussions? Really? Really? You need to be told this? I mean, that, that's what bothers me about this. You know, that you didn't know? Come on. You know, yeah, come some on. Some of these lawsuits, I, I'm not down with. Like, they're frivolous. Like, and I'm, I'm not in favor of the leagues either. Like, some of these leagues. You know what I mean? Like, they'll rip off a player if they can. But also for a player to go, wow, I've been playing football and, and hockey and other physical sports my whole life, not to think that this could happen to you, that's just ignorant and stupid. You knew you knew when you were playing in rec league going into it, you know, you could have some psychopath there that gets up on you and you can hit you on top of the head. And you know what I mean? You could, you get That could happen at a beer league. That can happen in the pros. You know the risk you're taking when you step on the surface. It's very simple. You do. I mean, uh, I, I, I played a lot of hockey. You're a ref. You're a ref. You got to deal with psychos. Like some guys turn it on refs. Like, you know, you know, one day, like some guy might actually want to sock you in the face. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't deserve it, George, but these things could happen. It does. I and mean, uh, and I am very well aware. You know, I don't really worry about all that, but I know, I know most people at the ring, so I don't have to worry much about the ref, but yeah. I used to play a lot. And by a lot, I mean, before I was married and had kids, I was probably at that rink between refing and playing every day of the week and be there for multiple hours because I, I really enjoyed the game. And when I got married uh, to my wife, before we had kids, I told her, you know, two things. One, I'm going to suffer an injury sooner or later. It's just, it's just going to happen. You're going to get hurt uh, playing hockey. And two, I'm going to be, I'm going to pay for this later in life because I'm just on this, uh, you know, I'm on the surface way too much playing. And sure enough, I did tear my ACL, so I had to reconstruct the surgery. And uh, I tell, I always tell a story, uh, a funny thing at night. This happened just a couple of years ago, uh, maybe even last year. Uh, get, you know, we get three o'clock in the morning, got to go to the bathroom. My wife happened to wake up too, and uh, all she hears is. And she's like, is that the floor? Is that the floorboards? I'm like, no, honey. It's my bones. <laughs> okay. All my bones were cracking from playing. But I understood what, I was, what the point is. I understood the risk. I said, I told this was going to happen. You know, I knew what I was getting into. And I wasn't getting paid a gazillion dollars to do it. You know, these athletes, they know. They know these sports are dangerous. And they could lead to things in life. And, but you're getting paid for that risk. And I, I know that sounds exotic. I get it. No, but it, do, it's it the actually truth. It, it it doesn't. It, to, to me, it doesn't sound that way. 
And I look at it like, as, as I said before, with any other type of job, any other type of danger pay, any type of other thing that you have to go into and you are getting compensated for doing something that average people cannot do or, you know what I mean? That's why these guys are making the money they are. Anyway, hey, George, I, we're going to go through the DFS. We did really well for the people. I'm going to put a hockey lineup together a little bit later. Interesting stuff, too. Uh, we got some of the same games that are going on. Nashville and the Blues, what is this, deja vu? Didn't they just play yesterday? I think now they're just flipping it. I think that's the early game in hockey at 1230. NCAA basketball goes off at 1 o'clock, and I'll give people uh, also an update on the PGA Tour. We're, uh, the final round of the Pebble Beach Pro-Am right now, it's in a little bit of a rain delay, but I still have some uh, matchup bets that I want to go over. We did really well yesterday uh, taking Paul Casey. Paul Casey's the leader of the golf tournament right now. He's the favorite to win, but i, I got to hand it, George. Phil Mickelson, he, that's what Marenzi tell we talk, we joke about it. Nobody loves money more than Phil. He's only three shots off the pace there, too, and this guy I'll tell you, you got to give Phil Mickelson a lot of credit. You know, he's just one of those guys. He won't go away. The guy's almost play, 49. Like he's almost a senior tour player and he's hanging in there three shots off the lead. So we'll go over the board for the golf. We'll talk a little bit of hockey with my boy, George Kurtz, NCAA. I was wrong with Virginia. We did well with the other games yesterday uh, with uh, Marquette getting it done against uh, Villanova. That was a nice win there. So we'll go over the board, the bets, the DFS and all that other stuff with George. And hopefully George has got another uh, beautiful DFS pick for you because he was on fire yesterday. And remember, people, what we tell you on the show will usually go well. We don't know what's going to happen in the games after the show. The good news is we're doing okay. I'm Cam Stewart. My buddy George Kurtz is there. We can talk a little baseball. We're going to go over the golf board. We're going to go over hockey. You want to call us? Give us a ring if you want to talk. We got bets galore and DFS lineups. I'm Cam Stewart. He's George Kurtz. And this is the Weekend Fantasy Update. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Much there, Prince Sean Angle. Feel like, hey, it's Psychedelic Sunday with Cam Stewart and George Kurtz. Welcome to Q107. Yeah. He loves his classic rock there, Georgie. Gotta, gotta love the Prince. Like old man, like son. Welcome back to Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm Cam Stewart along with Long Island Range George Kurtz. Yeah, we've got a nice little Sunday for you. We've got lots of sports action here. Me and George will hopefully uh, give you some winners from dear DFS lineups, some betting tips, and... Uh, you know, sometimes sometimes we're good, sometimes we're not. What what do I say, George? Sometimes we're hot, sometimes we're not. Actually, things were going real well for a time yesterday. Uh, <laughs> they, they, went, they went downhill. Back in the hot tub time machine to yesterday when the Flyers were up 4 nothing. that was the peak of our happiness. 
<laughs> right? Everything's going well. But hey, that game was fantastic. Uh, we won the we won this game straight up. We won the over, and uh, it pretty much uh, fueled our DFS lineup. There is everything came through. I even thought about, about putting Patrick in my lineup. Now, not that it mattered, I wouldn't have uh, cast any higher. But uh, yeah. I, I, the bottom line is this: the Anaheim Ducks, uh, they're done. I mean, this is a team. I, I I wasn't saying that as a joke before. You, you pick on the no. Anaheim Ducks right now. Uh, they've cashed it in. Uh, they probably should fire the coach. I, not that it would matter at this point. You know, you really you do that. In the, uh, either way, you fire him now. You you're not going to make the playoffs because you fired uh, Randy Carlisle. Now you wait till the off season. That's fine too. But they need to move in a new direction there. You know, it makes you wonder. Maybe they'll be in play for the number one overall pick. You said it yesterday, and it's it's so true. The NHL is one of those leagues where if you get the number one overall pick, your team can turn around in a big big hurry. Well, I remember this team just a few years ago almost being Stanley, like almost going to the Stanley Cup. They used to have deep playoff runs. Like they were a good team, but time caught up with them. They're not the same. They're not the same team. The superstars that they have have really, really tailed off. And that's the thing, George. You know, we talked to Cardano and all the people there, but it's not about hockey. Like you know what I mean, whatever. But if we can find an edge in any sport and help the listeners out, we're going to give them a lesson. And guys, you, you might be you know soccer betters, basketball, football, baseball, whatever. But when you find an edge and you want to make money it doesn't matter what sport it is I'm, I'm listening and George brings up a great point the Anaheim Ducks right now they can't win they they did they simply it does not matter you could fade them at home you could fade them on the road their coach is basically tapped out they're just based because Carlisle had such a good NHL career and has been a good coach for years they're probably going to let him play out the string but they are and I understand soon the lines are going to go up like yesterday the Flyers were minus 240 it's a lot to add but if you put them in parlays you do the minus one and a half and all that stuff. You can have a lot of fun. You can have a lot of fun because you're going to be making yourself money. And that's the thing. I don't care if it's billiards. If you if you got a, if you got an angle with a team or a guy, you know something's going on, injury here, there, whatever. Let's at least cash it in. And that's the thing, George. I talk to people. This is the thing that my girlfriend and we we go over. It's like. She always used to say, like, betting, ooh, you know, there was this big specter around, like, sports betting, and ooh, you, you know what I mean? People who bet on sports, what kind of people, like, it, it used to be really, really bad. And then I'm starting to think, and I, threw out, and I threw out to her, I go, what about that guy who doesn't work, who just bets stocks all day? Is he is he any is he any better of a guy you know playing playing afternoon stocks playing the market doing this and that what's the difference between betting on commodities or betting on sports you tell me and she she goes I couldn't have said any better myself I don't understand it now we're it's getting legalized to me as grown men we should be able to do it anywhere but at least now New Jersey's doing it hopefully New York will step up so you can you know get easier access we've been doing we've had it here in canada we got the parlay cards we got the provincial lotteries and stuff it's not the same though as single game betting and you know what george it'd be nice because let's just embrace it people it's here to stay you know what i'm saying kurt's like let's get real well i think the only difference between what you said the stocks and sports gambling is what you also said the legalization that's the only difference i mean isn't you're gambling on stocks no when you Technically, nobody knows what's going on here, right? So you're just gambling the information. You, I think it's technically I know dirtier. There. There's more insider trading. Oh, it's, stuff like it's, that de- going it's on definitely dirtier there. It's definitely dirtier there. I read the paper all the day, every day about who's being uh, arrested or sued for doing this and that. What company has insider trading and all this other crap? It's definitely dirtier there. You know, but sports gambling because it has the oh, you know, you're going down to the bar in the back room and you got the bookie there and that's what you're doing. You know, and that sort of thing. It has that sort of image among people. It's really, that's not the way it is anymore. I mean, most of it's done online. You know, whether you're doing it legal or not, it's done online. So you're not uh, really putting yourself in all that uh, much danger as long as you're paying. Uh, you know, listen, my... Uh 
had a family member, not blood, but uh, he married in, who was a, a bookie back in the day. You know, and it's probably 20, 30 years ago. He lost his backing. Uh, my family's from Howard Beach, so you can make that. Uh, if you know the area, you know that uh, uh, certain, uh, a certain big-time mobster was from Howard Beach. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, we were from the poorer side, Howard Beach, though, not the right side. So anyway, but, uh, yeah, but he lost his backing. You know, and that's why he got out of it. Now, 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 guess what he went into? Guess what he went into after that? Stock market. That was became his next job. It's just funny how he went from one to the other. And you know, now he's of course he's all it's all legal everything he does, but it's it's the same crap. And you would never know by uh, if you met him that he was anything like that. Very nice guy. I love him. He's great uh, as, my, as my uncle. But uh, it just it lets you know it's all the same crap. But sports betting just has that image among people that you're doing it in the back room of a bar and it's dangerous. Or you're doing it in an alley and you're passing your notes like in a briefcase or something. It's kind of silly how it is, but that's how TV always portrayed it. So that's what. People realize here, but I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that the stock market is so much dirtier than oh, way dirtier. Buddy, we, me, before me and Gabe came to the Fantasy Sports Network, he was there obviously before me. But we worked at a company; uh, they got bought out by another company. There was a split. Like honestly, George, like the guys who made off like Ben, and some of these guys aren't even working anymore. There was obviously before the stock split, all the higher ups, the sales guys, all got tips. They're all rich now, and, and now you tell me, but 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 the worker bees got nothing, right? They didn't know what was happening. Eventually, oh okay, the company gets sold. To me, that's a hundred times like that's crazy. Like, sports betting, I have no idea. I have no idea what the St. Louis Blues are going to do today. These guys had an idea how to fleece people and make money. So you know what? Uh, that, that's the argument that I have, and I. It, 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 I, honestly, it really bothers me when people talk about, you know, in sports gambling compared to, uh, you know, the, the stocks and all the other crap. Because I can tell you one thing, sports gambling is way more on the up and up. But anyway, that's a story for another day. We'll get into it. And uh, I'm glad hopefully uh, these other states will jump on board. George, before we go into the hockey board, we can go over the lines. I just want to get stuff out because the golf's going to start again for people who like to bet the matchup bets. I got one for you at 1135. This goes off in six to seven minutes. Kevin Kisner versus Ernie Els. I like Kisner, minus 140 there. We did well with Paul Casey. There's a couple other nice ones that uh, Jordan Spieth should win his match, but he's minus 270 against Martin Trainer. So if you can parlay them on your book, I would do that. Uh, another great bet. I love uh, Graham McDowell. He's playing really, really well this week. He won a U.S. Open at this golf course at Pebble Beach against Jim Furyk. I love old man Furyk. He's a grinder, but I like McDowell in a pick situation right there. And uh, one of the best ones following um, Phil Mickelson's leading I'm sorry, Paul Casey's leading, Phil Mickelson's trailing, but I'm also getting Paul Casey at plus 110 in a matchup bet against Phil. One thing I've learned about Phil, it can go really, really well or really, really bad. He might birdie the first three holes or he could be like three or four over real quick. I think Casey's just a little more consistent for his matchup today. So I'm going to take Paul Casey at 110. That match goes off at 145. George, I don't know what we're going to do with hockey today, but we've got one early game. Uh, we can go over these lines a little bit later too, but uh, it's interesting. Now, the Blues got it done. I was I was on them yesterday. You you leaned to them. You said Nashville's a damn good team, but you know I'm kind of gonna you know I like St. Louis, but not enough to bet them today. But they're back at it again. That's the first game off the board. Twelve thirty-five Eastern time. St. Louis Blues are plus one thirty at Nashville. Nashville minus one fifty. Puck line. Nashville minus one and a half to win by two goals. Plus one seventy-five. St. Louis plus one and a half. They're one and a half point underdogs here. Minus two ten on the juice. Total in the game five and a half. Any opinion there? I almost want to take the Blues again as a dog, but it's hard going back to back. Well, this is going to be a difficult a difficult day. Now, what I mean by that is, one, we have eight games today. We had 14 yesterday, which means you're going to have a lot of teams playing on back-to-back games. Back-to-back. Great call. 
Yeah. Right? And generally, I love to pick on if one team is not playing back to back and the other team is playing back to back. I like to pick on the team playing back to back. Generally, it's, it doesn't work out well. But with so many teams playing back to back, and I just checked for goaltenders because that means okay, what well, goaltender is starting here? That's important as well. And now uh, you mentioned we have a twelve thirty start, and then we have what five games starting at three, and then two uh, evening games here. Uh, I looked at the I, I used left wing lock for my goalies to find out what goalies are starting, what goalies are not. I mentioned it yesterday. If you wanted to follow a team's beat writer, you could probably find out that way as well. The problem is right now, Cam, out of the uh, the eight games, I mean, there's 16 uh, teams playing. We only have two goaltenders that we know who are going to start. And we don't know who's starting the Blues-Predators game yet. We assume that it won't be Renee and Bennington because they played yesterday. That means we assume that, but we don't know. You know, so that's an issue for me. Uh, if it's Jake Allen in net for the Blues, he hasn't played in forever. I would that's lean towards point. the Predators. Right? Soros has played well X, for the Predators. You know what? Excellent, excellent point you bring up, George. That's the thing. Like I'm, at, I'm on left, left wing lock now. Jake Allen, fifteen, fifteen, and four, three oh oh four. That's horrible. Like in today's hockey, where you have an, a goals against over three, that's pathetic. His save percentage, uh, what is it, point eight nine seven? That's brutal. You got to be like nine ten or better. That's uh, that's unacceptable. And uh, you said it, Soros. And they talk about Soros, and you know, as a hockey guy, this guy was money. Like he, he's actually would have been one of the top goaltenders picked, but he's a little bit undersized, and that's why he slipped in the draft but when it push comes to shove when we talk about speed agility puck sense good eyes like soros the guys 247 917 he's good 14 6 and 1 that's a good goaltender you might be onto something uh i i always look i always look for the dog first but you said it if jake allen starts and soros goes for the predators that might be a nice bet for us and the listeners and you're only going to lay 45 50 cents with the predators there george yeah, the funny thing about uh, Soros is that uh, Pekka Rene, who's the starting goaltender for Nashville, actually came out about two weeks ago and said that, he, yep. that Soros should play more. I'm, I'm, I, I read this, I'm like, what? You don't see starting goalies yeah. say that because generally they want to play all Good the time point. here. And maybe, I don't know, I, I found it weird. Maybe it was Rene's way of saying, hey, I'm tired. I need to take some time off here. Rene's an old or, guy, though. Like, and, he and is. I think Soros and him get along. It's kind of one of those things to say, listen, man, I'm good and don't worry about it. I'll be ready to play, but let's. Let's analyze this, George. We've seen Nashville before. Pekka Rene was horrible in that playoff series against the Winnipeg Jets. He was a shadow of his former self because he got outworked. I think it actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think the coaching staff's smart enough, obviously, with Laviolette and those are smart, smart enough to figure it out. But he's basically saying, man, I'm an older goalie now. I played a lot in my life. And when I got overworked, I was horrible. So I think that's kind of fair. You know, this is in today's NHL. We don't see goalies playing seventy games anymore. We don't. Generally, you want to be in that sixty to sixty-five game range, right? Play. I mean, uh, I think most teams, if they have a starting goaltender and a true backup, they prefer the backup just to play on pretty much once every eight, nine days on the back-to-back games. Put the backup in, give you a goalie a rest there. The game has just changed. You know, you're not going to see Martin Bodor playing seventy-five games anymore. We just don't see that. Uh, the numbers for both goaltenders are similarly are similar. You already mentioned uh, Soros' numbers. Uh, Rene has a two point. Four nine goals against average and a nine fourteen save percentage. So you're really not. Well, I'm trying to say you're not losing anything by uh, with Soros and Net today. And if Jake Allen is is in, like they they suspect. And once again, the left wing lock. That's where we are. They project Jake Allen to start here. Uh, I'm going with Nashville here. And they lost yesterday. They're at home today. It's a it's back to back. I know St. Louis is playing as well as any team in the NHL right now. But beating the same team twice in a home and home. It's difficult, and Jake Allen is nowhere near the goaltender that Bennington is right now. Uh, I'm going to like the Predators in this game, assuming, once again, assuming Jake Allen is the starter. 
Yeah, it's kind of like my buddy Vince. We talk about, and uh, he bets a lot of baseball. Probably his best sport. Uh, he's very, very good. Like almost a professional level. Like he's had like clips of over seventy percent and stuff. And it's one of those old, uh, you know, tried, trusted, and true type of theories. Is usually in uh, double headers, George. Team split more often than not. You know what I mean? It's one of those you're not going to do it all the time, but it, it just seems like one of those things that you look at. It's it's hard to beat a team twice, even at a baseball game on the same day. It's a you know what? That it's a good angle going back to back to the home team. Blues won at home. Pred should win this game at home too. I like where you're going with that. Yeah, today's going to be a tough day because, uh, like I said, there are 16 teams right now, and right now we only know three goaltenders that are definite starters. You know, and that that's uh that's not good. <laughs> that's not because it's hard to make a uh, really informed opinion. Like I said yesterday, for me, the a goaltender in hockey is the equivalent of a quarterback in football. You can't win without one, and so I, you need, really need to know who these goaltenders are and who's going to start here. The goaltenders we know that they're going to start today, and really, they're, none of them are really all that great anyway. Halak of Boston, and I, we knew that for a couple of days. Boston did us a favor, and they announced, I think, on Friday that Rask would start Saturday, Halak Sunday. Thank you, Boston, for doing that. Uh, Kincaid is going to start for the Devils. Not a shock. Schneider's back, but he's been out forever, and they weren't going to start in back-to-back games. So Kincaid goes against the Carolina Hurricanes, and no Lundquist tonight as uh, against the May- not the we would have wanted Lundqvist anyway against the Maple Leafs, but uh, Alexander uh, Gorgiev is going to play in his stead against yeah. the Leafs. So we're not touching Gorgiev in a million years. Gorgiev is—he's uh, going to go there. But I'll tell you one thing: you know, probably starting for the Leafs, Sparks. We're going to have both backups there. Anderson played uh, against Montreal last night there, George. So interesting stuff. The Rangers couldn't score against Carolina with Gorgiev and uh, and Sparks. We could have some uh, Sparks flying, and we could see some goals there. We'll go over the 3 o'clock games, buddy. Uh, another questionable. We got we might have Jonathan Bernier for the Red Wings, which is, yeah, you said excellent point by you, George. Like today, if you're betting hockey, guys, we like and you find like a nice angle with a goalie or a goalie that you like that thinks underrated, smash it because this is going to be a weird day today. George is absolutely correct. Lots of backs up, backups and guys who haven't played in a while, they could have some real rust. Range uh, Red Wings and Blackhawks. Blackhawks open up at minus 160. They're down to 155 I'm seeing on scoresandodds.com there. Um, I see a total of six and a half and we have Bernier and I've got to be honest, Cam Ward was one of the worst goalies in the league. I felt bad for him. A nice guy, but he was really, really struggling. He's been actually a lot better recently and the Blackhawks are laying 55 cents. Uh, Detroit at Chicago. George, this this is too much for me. Yeah, Chicago's played yeah. better of late, but Detroit's not a terrible team. They're not that no, good, not. mind you, but but they're not they're not a goal and a half behind Chicago. They're just not. Uh, so I'm I'm leaning towards taking the Red Wings here. I'll take my goal and a half here and my plus forty five plus fifty cents. I'll uh, pretty pretty much take that here. I just think it's too much. Uh, once again, I think the difference here is that. Uh, Detroit played yesterday. I don't think Chicago did. So that may be where uh, the odds makers are going here. Once again, the advantage goes to the fresher team. But I just don't think, I don't know if Chicago's good enough where I can guarantee they're going to win by two goals. I just don't, I don't like that. You know, Chicago might win the game. I could see it being close. Maybe I get screwed by the empty net goal, which always is the concern here in the NH, uh, in, with NHL games. You know, you, you, you hey, uh, it's 5 4 uh, Blackhawks, great. I'm, 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 in, I'm golden here with three seconds left. Oh, empty net goal at 6 4, I lose. It's frustrating. Yeah. It happens in the NHL. NHL. You don't see that in any other sport, really, uh, as far as it, where it's so easy. But I'm liking the Red Wings in this game. I just don't see the Chicago Blackhawks being a goal and a half better than anybody. 
You know what? I think I I, I think I lean that way too. Uh, I, I also I usually when we look at the six and a half, George, we tar- try to make a case for the under. I can't with Bernier and Ward there. I could see a five to three, five to four type of hockey game. And you're right, closer to puck drop at three oh five. I might be on the Red Wings. One more uh, before we get to the break here. We'll go over the rest of the NHL card, NCAA card, NBA card, and a whole lot more. This is it, George. This is my last thing. Kind of like Morenci, like he gives up on it. That's it, Cam. I'm done. I'm taking the Jets minus one thirty five today with their starting goal in Buffalo after laying another stinker. They lose to Ottawa. They lose on Hockey Day in Canada to Ottawa. Screw them. I'm on them today against the Sabres. If they don't win, I'm done, George. Done. I think I'm, I think I'm already done. I'm with Gabe here. I'm done. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 pretty, I'm pissed off, man. Uh, listen, I can I understand lo- losing. I, I have no problem with you losing a game, but they laid, they laid another egg last night. I, I don't know what's going up. on there. Right. There, there's something. I know they need help at center. You know, Patrick Lane has been a, uh, he's been invisible now for six, eight weeks. I mean, invisible. You know, he's a horrible they defensive some, player. Horrible right. They, they need help Great at center offense. there. Maybe some depth there. But uh, I'm not touching this. No, thank you. Uh, one thing, you can convince me on the over, though. Buffalo is letting up a truckload of goals right now. Excellent point. I think we're going to take the over at six and a half. Jets and Sabres. The Jets have burned George one too many times. We'll go over the rest of the board. I'm still on the Jets because I'm an idiot. Camp Stewart here with George Kurtz's the Weekend Fantasy Update. Bets, DFS, and a whole lot more. We'll back with the Prince after a short break. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the show. It's the Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm Cam Stewart along with Long Island Range George Kurtz. Just going over the betting boards right now. We're taking a look at the NHL. Early game we went over. Guys, early puck drop, 12-35. Blues and Predators are back-to-back. They played each other yesterday. Uh, Blues got it done, 3-2. Predators now favored, minus 145 there. Red Wings and Blackhawks, 305. Uh, Blackhawks, 157. Six and a half. It looks like we might have Bernier and Ward. Backup goaltender day, as George mentioned before earlier on the, on the show. Great point. Be very, very careful. Check the goalies because we're going to have a lot of backups. We just talked about the ice-cold uh, Winnipeg Jets, minus 135 at Buffalo, a team that uh, they can't stop goals either, but they're scoring a lot. Uh, Georgia, I like where Georgia's going with the over in this game at 6.5 as well, so I'm going to be on the Jets in the over. Next game at 3.05, George, we step up. I'll tell you something, that game almost gave me a coronary yesterday. I was at the restaurant with my girlfriend. I'm like, hey, 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 Bruins up 4-2. 4-3, 4-4, overtime. I'm like, eh, she doesn't know. I got this game parlayed. And I'm like, uh, hey, is anything wrong, Cam? No, honey, everything's great. Everything's great. You know, enjoy your steak. Uh, you know, I'll just, uh, just uh, yeah, everything's cool. Just have another drink. But uh, they eventually did get it done. But very, very sloppy play by Boston yesterday. And we talk about this team. They're 
kind of, you know, they're a one-line club. Didn't really get great goaltending, a little bit loose and sloppy, and uh, the Kings are playing better, but not a great performance. And the Avalanche, uh, they were leading your Islanders, but another gritty performance by the Islanders coming back and getting the win. But I can tell you one thing, George, I don't like to lay 190, especially with a Boston Bruins team against Colorado. I might look at Colorado as a dog, or I might pass in this game over under six. 15 cents to the over in this game. What do you think? Bruins minus 188 in this game. That's a lot of juice. That is a lot, but, man, I mean, Colorado's not playing well. They're not. They haven't They're played well in a while yeah. now. They've, they've, they were good for a while, right? They were playing some exciting hockey, and now they've dropped. And they've dropped heavily here for whatever reason. They're another team that's pretty much a one-line team. You know, McKinnon, Rant, and Landis Cog. Now the coach did there, he moved Landis Cog off that line to the second line about four games ago trying to, uh, once again, equal out the lines. It hasn't really helped any. So, uh, you know, and they don't have the goaltending over defense quite that Boston has, which really what separates these two teams, or really the, the depth at forward either. Colorado is a young, building team. They, they could make some noise in a couple of years. You know, they have uh, Ottawa's first-round pick this year, so that'll certainly help with two uh, number one picks. But the bottom line is this. They're not playing well right now. Boston's playing better. Both teams played yesterday, so I'm not worried about that. Uh, if it's a battle of the backups, Halak has, is not playing as well as he was beginning of the season. You know, the first you know, October, November part of the summer, he was good. He was really good. But he's trailed off of late. Not that he's been terrible, but he's become that goalie he was with the Islanders last year. That one bad goal a game goalie that you know is going in. And he's probably going to give up three. So that's an issue there as well. Bottom line is this. I mean, Colorado, they're just not playing well here. What are they? They've lost here six straight and uh, yeah. seven of eight. And it goes worse than that. It's like they've lost something like 10 of 12. You know, so they're not playing well here. They're giving up goals. They've given up, what, four, four, six, five, five, four, uh, then one, then five, then three. You know, it's. I'm taking the Bruins here. That's the bottom line here. I don't think Colorado's going to play all that well. I think they're tired from the, the road trip again. Once again, another early game. I don't think it helps them either. Uh, a Western, I know it's not on the, uh, the exact West Coast, but it's a team that's out West coming East here, playing an early game here. I like Boston. Yeah, and another thing, uh, hey, George, when you look at uh, Grubauer's probably going to get the start. He's projected for Colorado. Take a look at these numbers. 347, 890 save percentage. Like he, he He's a bit of a gas can, too, uh, between the pipes. So not, I know Halak lets in bad goals. So does Grubauer. That doesn't bode well for uh, Colorado when they're going to need some stops today in Boston. That's not good. Uh, yeah, we talk about it. Uh, I, I, you know what? I think Boston. How about Boston and some parlays? Are we are, are we down with that? Because I don't want to lay a buck 80, a buck 90. That's a lot of juice. Oh, yeah, probably be fine. I, I can once again. I can go Boston. Uh, you want to combine that with the uh, with an over under, or you want to combine that with looking at another game here that I really like. I mean, I like Boston a bunch here. Devils, no Islanders, not touching that. I'll tell you which game I love. It's the next game, and uh, I'm putting it in parlays. I'm going straight up on it. I feel the way I feel uh, we felt about the Flyers. I think the Hurricanes, the way they're playing right now, they're they're on a tootsie roll. I really wish this line stayed at a buck. I saw a buck forty five. I see a buck fifty. 60 now. That's crazy. I'm a little bit worried about this line movement, but Carolina at New Jersey. Keith Kincaid probable for the Devils. I like what the Canes are doing. Usually they score goals. They held the Rangers off the goal sheet the last game. When you talk about Corsi and you talk about you know other guys who bet pucks, like the Hurricanes are one of the best teams when you look at shots, possession, and all those other things. Finally, they're starting to get a little bit luckier too. They're a better team than New Jersey. I wish it was about 40 cents, but, you know, the market's not stupid, George. you got to lay 60. I think the Hurricanes beat the Devils today. What are your thoughts? Total six. 
Oh, I like that. I, know, I like that a lot. The Devils one of the worst teams in the uh, in the Eastern Conference. The second to last. Taylor Hall still out too. Points. That, yeah, they, that's that's a weird injury. He's been out for a while now. There's, there's some reports that maybe it's season ending. Uh, it could be. But we don't know exactly what it is. And once again, NHL and their state secrets with injuries drives me crazy. Like you can't announce these things. But uh, yeah. So and, and listen. They traded Brian Boyle earlier this week, so they've already signaled that they're trading out. They're going to be traders, sellers, whatever you want to call it, and they're done. And that, I don't care what you, you know, these players can all say. Oh, it doesn't matter. We're going to try our hardest. You, you know, when you see that, and you know your team is playing for next year, you lose that edge. You just lose that edge. You know, and they've lost a couple of games since. They lost to the Islanders on Thursday. They lost to Minnesota yesterday. Kincaid is is an average goalie at best. Sure, any goalie can have a great game here. But the Hurricanes playing well. They're in ninth place in the East. They need to keep winning here. I like it. Yeah, so we're on the Hurricanes there. I think it's a nice price. You can put it embedded individually, parlay it. Hopefully it doesn't go up too much. Your New York Islanders, George, the last game at 3.05. Busy, busy 3, 3 o'clock Eastern slate in the National Hockey League. Islanders doing it again, man. I'm really proud of these guys. Nice uh, comeback win in overtime. Thank God it didn't have to go to a shootout, George, because that would have been a disaster, but they get it done against the Avalanche. Now the Wild come in, and I was wrong about this game. We, we did a lot of good things. You told me, you warned me a little bit about this one. I said, I thought New Jersey would beat the Wild, but the Wild beat New Jersey 4-2 to yesterday. Both teams on the back-to-back. Islanders only laying 40 cents, though, in this game. Not a lot of line movement there. It opened up about a buck 38. I see one the, the most I'm seeing about is 143, 145, but most spots have it at 140. Total five and a half in this game, wild at Islanders. I kind of like the Islanders again. Am I nuts? Uh, once again, it's why you shop around. Uh, I'm on my bookie. It's minus 150. So uh, if you want wow, the Islanders, okay, you go, yeah. go yeah, shop you, around. Yep, you exactly. can do a little better. You can do a little better. Uh, I like the Islanders here as well. well I, like to, I mean, once again, my bookie is at five and a half. Uh, I'll say it again. Whenever I see us, I, I almost have to go over here. I almost have to go over. Both teams played yesterday. Maybe they're a little tired. Maybe defense is a little tired here. I mean, we're not asking much uh, for you know a four-three game, three-three, whatever it might be. I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna test the over here with two backup goaltenders. I understand the Islanders' backup Greece is almost as good as Leonard. They really don't really have a backup. It's one A and one B. I get it. Uh, Staylock, we we assume he played instead of Dubnik because Dubnik plays just played yesterday. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go the over here more than I'm gonna test the game here. Uh, if one and a half, once again, for the Islanders, it just seems too much. You know, because that's, that's, that's a bunch uh, for me, uh, for the Islanders here. And the Minnesota Wild, they worry me somewhat because they laid an egg when they lost Koivu early in the week. But they played you know, well yesterday against the Devils. So what team am I getting here? I, I don't know. You know, so that's my worry there. I don't know what team's going to show up there. In some ways, I don't know which Islander team, especially on offense, is going to show up either. You know, can they score goals? Can they not score goals? But uh, I'm not going to touch the game, Cam. But I'm almost certainly going to put, and probably not a lot of money, but uh, maybe eh, twenty-five, fifty bucks on the uh, on the over here. Five and a half, just too low for me. I, li- I like where you're going with that, but you know what? The funny thing is, uh, George, we talk about Grace. Take a look at his last starts, too. Like They've been playing really... This is what I worry about. They've been playing great defense the last three games that he started. Take a look. At New Jersey, 2-1 to one win. One goal against 31 saves. Amazing. Shutout versus Tampa Bay. one nothing. Unbelievable stuff. 41 saves. Standing on his head. 1,000 save percentage there. 2 nothing shutout against Washington. What is going on here? And one goal... Like These games, he has led it to two goals in his last four starts against Tampa Bay twice, Washington, and the Devils will say, well, but what Thomas Grace, 926 save percentage, 233. It looks like the defense steps up for this team when he plays 15, 8, and 2. George, those numbers are not just good. They're impeccable. Like, those are fantastic numbers. Yeah, the Islanders don't really have a starting goal. I mean, it, it is Leonard if you're going to pick one, but it's 1A, 1B. 
I mean, both both goalies can play, and both goalies have played well. And Trotz is hitting it right as far as resting both guys and not giving either one not getting any, uh, either one tired. The defense has changed. Whatever, whatever reason, whatever Trotz teaches, man, he should bottle that up and sell it because it works. Because I, I said it yesterday, I'll say it again. Islanders last in the league in goals last year. They're first in goals allowed this year. Uh, the defense, defensemen are all the same. Yeah, still the same group there. That's outside of Taze being called up. It's the same group. You know, and it lets you know that it's the system. They just play a different system. Trotz knows what he's doing here. Uh, the reason I, I think the over might come in is purely because it's back-to-back for both teams. I wonder if it's a little tired and if the offense has a little extra jump here. That's why I'll take the over here, and it's so low at five and a half. Uh, it's In some ways, Cam, it's like I'm, I'm forced. Five and a half, I got to take advantage of that. You know, I, I just have to. I don't, I don't think I have a choice there. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the over in five and a half. Yeah, I, I just I just can't believe how well the defense plays when Grace is in the net looking at those numbers. That's shocking to me. And again, doing it twice against Tampa Bay, I actually might start Grice as my uh, fantasy goaltender today because I, I think the Islanders can uh, get, get the win there. And uh, you said it, it's 1A, 1B with him and Leonard. It doesn't really matter. The team just steps up. I'm so impressed with your Islanders, George. This is insane. Like, And we talked about yesterday. Imagine they actually got pieces for Tavares, how dangerous these guys would be. Two more, uh, yeah, we got two more games, uh, six and a seven o'clock, one uh, Lightning at Panthers, as we talked about. I actually liked the Panthers yesterday, and they were a nice pooch uh, getting it done. Uh, Lightning laying 143 against uh, Florida. Uh, total in this game, six and a half. Uh, interesting game, the Battle of Florida. Lightning at Panthers. Uh, the Lightning have been really, you know, they score their goals, but i got to tell you, defensively recently, uh, George, not Tampa Bay-like. They've been very, very sloppy, but that what, ha- what, what happens over a long season, they are one of the best teams in the league. They're kind of like sleepwalking through their games. We'll see how they play tonight minus 143 at florida yeah they've been a little up and down right though one good game yeah, one bad game yeah they went six five defense. loose right, defense yeah, that, goaltending recently very bad and we once again this is expected to be a battle of the backups tonight for both teams reamer versus domingue uh domingue was solid and remember vasilevsky was out six eight weeks early in the season domingue was solid there they uh, the lightning didn't lose anything but uh this game smells to me a little bit you know because once yeah. again you look at domingue's numbers 295 uh goals against average reamer's 307 i mean i got that seven goals right there that are going to be scored you know both teams off back-to-back nights uh, once again, this is another game that I, I like the over. You know what? It might be over. You know what? I, I, guys, and this is the thing we're talking about. I'm going to find the number. This is the perfect day, George, and I don't do this very often, but I'm uh, I'm not going to Joe Galena's Fish Market, but I am going to the deli. I'm going to go Grand Salami over. Total goals in all the games. I got to find the Grand Salami because I'm going to the Delicatessen for meats. I tell you, like, look, take a look at these games. We talked about it. Leafs Rangers backups. Lightning Panthers. Sick. Like, if I, if I get a decent number and do the math for the Grand Salami, I think uh, it's going to be Deli meats on a on a Kaiser tonight there. Kurtz, I, I think we can have a lot of goals today. It's, it's a weird night because we had 14 games yesterday, eight yes, eight today, which means all these teams are back-to-back, which means they're slow. And, and generally, I think when I'm back-to-back nights, it affects the defense because they're the ones getting hit or doing the hitting. So they're going to feel it that yeah. next day, and they might be a step slower. And like I said, you're playing the backup goaltenders on most of these games, it looks like. like I mean, I don't see really any starting goaltenders going to. Who's the starter today going? Uh, I'm looking up and down the Hellebuck. Nobody. Hellebuck for the Jets. And Kincaid's not even much of a starter. It's like more, It's uh, now that Schneider's back, it's 
it's either 1A, 1B, 2. You're right. There's no start. The only starting goaltender is Hellebuck. He's the only starting Hellebuck. goaltender projected yeah, to play today. That's it. So you're picking on backups here. So as far as your grand slam here, I think the delicatessen's right there, man. I think that <laughs> makes sense because I, I expect goals to be scored today. And another thing, all these, uh, not all of them, but what, six, seven of these eight games are starting at earlier than normal times. We only have one game at 7 p.m. Eastern or later. And that's what, the Ranger game tonight. Uh, Rangers, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, everything else, we have a six. We have, what, five threes and a 12-30. I mean, so I, th- I know we always hear these athletes complain, right, when these, oh, my God, you know, we're so used, we're routine-oriented. We get great, these earlier games. It throws us off. I think, right. I think great it's going to be a lot. Of, I think it's going to be a fun day of hockey today with a lot of goals. Yeah, let's. I'm going to go over because I want to do before we get to. Yeah, well, yeah. No, let's. We'll do the final game. We will got the Leafs and Rangers tonight. Uh, we're probably going to see more backups there too. Sparks and uh, Georgie have their uh, interesting stuff. Toronto, big emotional win yesterday against the Montreal Canadiens. That that's a big, big rivalry there. They got it done. Tavares in overtime. Uh, that game went over the number four three final. Rangers looked horrible after the celebration night of the Stanley Cup champions. They didn't even score one goal. Carolina blanked them two nothing. I think it was George in that game so very very tough but now they're hosting the Leafs uh, tough game uh, I think the Rangers might show up I don't know if they're going to get it done but uh, that's a very very difficult game the Leafs are playing better hockey recently though they're starting to get their act together yeah Rangers are one of those teams that are not playing back-to-back games so that could be somewhat of an advantage there but you're playing Toronto and the Rangers are another team that I think uh, they've lost what four of six uh, I think they're done you know, and I think the Rangers know that several more of their teammates are going to go bye-bye in the next uh, two weeks. I think that plays an effect here as well. I think they might show up somewhat, and I'm not going. I'm probably not betting this game. I think I would if Frederick Anderson was in that. I don't trust Sparks. I just do don't I? trust the man. Yeah, this could be. Uh, he could play well. And it's an easy win, or he could get blown out, and it's a six-five win. I, I just never know with this guy. It could be th- a four-one win, six-five. Neither one would shock me here. I do think Toronto wins it, but uh, not enough for me to touch this game here. I think the Rangers, like I said, you would think after the, the embarrassing performance Friday would play better, but they're another team I don't trust. Take a look. I'm going to do some uh, just going back to uh, yesterday. Here the early start games, okay? Ducks, Flyers, we talked about it. Flyers in the over. Final score, 6-2. to two. The total was 6. Over. Bruins, Kings. Total was 5.5. 105 start. Bruins, 5. Kings, 4. Over. Wild Devils, 105 start. Wild, 4. Devils, 2. Total, 5.5. Over. 3-0 to the over now. Islanders, Avalanche. Total, 6. Islanders, 4-3 overtime. Over. That's 4-0 to the over. The only game that went under. Sabres beat uh, Wings, 3-1. to one. Total in that game was 6, and we thought there might be goals there. That's the one there wasn't any goals in. Senators five, Jets two. So what are we? Four it was at five and one to the over and five and two. And the blues game ended three to two. Five to two for the for those for those games that started, especially the one of all the one oh five starts, except for Buffalo, over, 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 nine goals, eight goals, six goals, seven goals. With better and with starting goaltenders yesterday, George, not backups. Right, and that's what also no, no teams are playing on back-to-back nights uh, last night. There's only yes. one game Friday night, Rangers Carolina. So uh, it smells like an overday. It does smell it like does. an overday. Sometimes it's like something's too good to be true, though, right? So we've been down this road before. Sometimes it's just like when you're betting, it's like, wow, it looks so good. Like I'm not going to go all in, George, but I'm going to say yes. I'm making a trip to the deli. The Grand Salami is going to be in effect, and I think those uh, early goals look good. But man, we I think we I think we might be onto something for the listenership who are betting hockey right now. I think this is these are angles to look out for, and I think you said it: sloppy play, back to backs, all sorts of crazy things going on. I think we're going to have.
have some uh, bets. I can tell you one thing, George. I've already pulled the trigger. We're going to go over our whole plays, but I've already pulled the trigger on uh, Winnipeg and the over and Carolina. And I love Winnipeg and Carolina's sides, and I think I might sprinkle a little George Kirk's Bruins in there too. So hopefully we'll win some money again, George. Uh, another day we got to build the units again after uh, last night. We had money to go to the steakhouse. Then we took our money out of our pockets. we got to build the castle again, buddy. Might still be able to go to your steakhouse, which is cheaper than McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I just found the place. I'm not going to lie to you, George. It's a dump. Like it's a dump with some some questionable clientele. But anything to save a little bit of money. It's okay. I'm Cam Stewart. This is the Weekend Fantasy Update with my boy Long Island, George Kurtz. We're going to go over some more betting and DFS after the break.